Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. And we're live, and we're live, and we're live. Live and five. Oh, you sound so much better. You sound literally awful. Andy, you're listening back. Thank God Hayden's got his microphone. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back in a location now rather than what you'd quote as the pub or a coffee shop, wherever you want to, wherever you want to say. Yeah, so, man. Well, it's, yeah, it's just not, it's not the prime, not the prime environment for a podcast, mate, if I'm honest. You know, yeah, I, I do apologise to everyone, obviously, that listened to last week's podcast, because uh, I'd imagine it might have been a little bit annoying when I was speaking. Not that when I speak isn't annoying anyway, but even more so. Yeah, I mean, that's the issue, isn't it? How are thou? Are thou good? How's it been back in the UK? Do you miss Bali? Are you sad? Uh, Have you lost your tan yet? Guys, he's been back for like two weeks. I still haven't seen him. And also, Penelope's nearly six months old and he still hasn't seen her. Just for everyone out there, just to hold him accountable. Well, let's let's move on from that. Um, (laughs) Bali, I do miss, yeah. Like, it's more the it's more the routine that I created myself for the last what eight eight nine weeks, however long I was out there, um, that I miss. But I must admit, it's so much easier working from the UK than it was in Bali because I'm back on everyone's normal time zones. so I don't feel like I'm constantly working until like, what's it called? Like one or two in the morning. Because the issue was I continued my habit of getting up at like six and working early when I first got to Bali and then just continued working straight through to like two in the morning. So I was working more hours than I ever have in my entire life when it was completely unnecessary. Yeah, that's pretty moronic. Yeah, it was like really, really unnecessary. So... Um, and this is like 100% this is not me sitting here being like oh I'm hustling all day like working from so and so to so and so it's literally like that. being stupid <laughs> I, I hate I hate that mentality as well because people are like oh yeah you hustle like, hustle like to me I'm like like I will be at my like I will get up do this do my gym get stuff ready and you know you're I'm at my desk ready between 8 and 9 I will not leave before eight and it's like I was like fuck you work such long hours that's like 12 hours like five six days a week and I'm like yeah but obviously that's hustle I just it just takes that long because there's just always so much to do and then he swore yeah the other do you thing- know what I mean and people are like oh yeah you've got to get up early you've got to hustle and I'm like you don't like <laughs> you don't it's just sometimes there is just stuff to do and you just have to sometimes get up a little bit earlier and work a little bit later but it's not like yeah hustle and grind it's like I could probably cut those hours down if I was probably more productive. I could probably pull a lot of things that I do and probably reduce the time that it takes me to do it. Mate, I was literally about to say that I had this conversation with someone the other day when they were asking about like barley hours and time zones, uh, time zone difference and stuff like that and like how long you work. And I said exactly the same thing. I was like, the majority of the time, like I am pretty much up in the office, like literally all day, but... I could 100% make myself more like because I because we enjoy what we do I will drag out tasks and like really like I will take my time with them like I don't rush them 
but because it's the love of what we do. But in reality, I could probably save myself three to four hours a day easily. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everyone's like that. Like you just have stuff that you could just get done quicker and you could be more productive or I'll do it. And then I'll look at my phone. Then I'll carry on doing it. Then I'll look at my phone. And I'm like, I literally have just spent an hour doing something that could have taken me probably 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> if I'd have just like flipped my phone over and just got it done. My my argument to it as well is like the reason why I, I like doing it is because I like to like research things. So say like prime example today, I needed to, so one of, um, one of the lead magnets that we have, like, I basically needed to like edit it. So w- one of like a free guy that we give away to people, I needed, I needed to edit it. But instead of just like editing it and then publishing it out again, like pu- publishing it back out, like I did a, re- a bit of research behind like the topics that I was talking about, how I could make that better. And like I said, I could have 100% just changed the pictures, changed everything and then put it out there. Yeah. But I actually like went into detail. And then not only that, I'm then researching more about the particular topic, like going into scientific studies. And I'm learning through the process of doing that even more as well, like the latest studies that are coming out and and stuff like this. So it does, um, even though I could make it quicker, like, I enjoy it, like you said, so yeah. YOLO. Yeah. Well Matt, yeah, and that that that's the main thing I think, isn't it, is that you enjoy it. So it doesn't I don't feel hit it's not like I sit here for like twelve hours a day and it's like drags, if that makes sense. Like mm. it, it's an it's enjoyable. You know, what we do is enjoyable and we're very lucky to be able to do it. Um and I think no one actually well, I don't know about no one, but everyone works more than they probably need to if they just literally sat down and removed every single distraction that was around them. 100%. For me, I mean, that'd be bloody hard because everything catches my attention. You know, a fly suddenly enters the room, that's it. I'm watching the fly for like 10 seconds. Like, <laughs> Honestly, like, my attention back in the room. At, yeah, my attention span's absolutely terrible. Do you listen but, to music when you work? Yes. Do you? Like, what, all the time? To, I li- yeah, I, I literally listen to music from the moment I get up get out of bed and go to the bathroom to like wash my face clean my teeth and stuff like I put music on I literally have music playing for the rest of the day until I go downstairs at like 8 and then at the moment we watch we watch an episode of Game of Thrones every night so I go downstairs about 8 watch one episode of Game of Thrones maybe one and a half and then go to bed so I literally the moment I get up there's music playing I hate silence and I almost like to make a soundtrack of my life so like like a film like I literally will play music to like sometimes when I'm doing work I'll listen to like film soundtracks I might listen to a lot of the time I listen to like Hans Zimmer but then I'm excited about Holiday and Creamfields at the moment so I'm listening to like a little bit more like dancing music whilst doing my work and then I'll listen to some motivational speeches then when I'm on the car I'll always put on the radio the radio to listen to tunes there even when i'm cooking i'll put on like either capital fm or i'll put on music onto the alexa or i'll just have my headphones when i'm just going around the house just with music playing in my ears when i'm cooking like literally all, i ne- i never don't have music playing do you Mate, I got my Spotify. Here's a fun fact. I might have said this to you for those of you that listen. I got my Spotify you get like your end of year Spotify review and i was in the top <laughs> this will crack you up i was in like the top one percent in it might have actually been less than that it might have been 0.1 of people that listen to justin bieber the most in the, in the whole world really 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where I like once I listen to songs, I just listen. I'm. I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people that once I like a song, I will literally rinse the hell out of it. My other half hates it. Yeah, she's I'm like, well, I hate these songs, but I will literally just rinse it until I'm like, I'm bored of it now. What's my next favorite song? And then I'll just rinse that. Yeah. No. Rinse playlists. To be fair, I I am federal for that. Like when I find a song that I like, I will I will kill it. Yeah. Yeah, but I like it because it's like it's it's a lot of the time it's these it they're good tunes that like put you in a good mood and do you know what like I like vibes I like listening to songs that have a specific memory so I literally like I screenshotted it and sent it to my mate earlier uh, today and it was a song that it it is um it was David Guetta um. But it was it was from the Euros twenty twenty sixteen. So we went out to Euros. France and went and watched the Euros in twenty sixteen, and oh, right. that was like the song of the Euros that all the stadiums were playing. It was on at the bars, like outside the stadiums. So it always reminds us of a time when we were dancing on the table. And um, I don't know if you remember. There's another song as well, which is, uh, oh God, it's. Free from desire, it's called, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free from yeah. Desire. desire, yeah, that one. It's like Will Griggs on fire. Yeah, so, the, and that was the same <laughs> summer that the Wigan fans changed it to Will Griggs on fire. Yeah. So, um, it's always it always reminds me of us being at the at the uh, bar and on the tables like singing that, but like they're actually like. Uh, half of them are terrible songs when I think about it, but it's just a memory that I that I have. So I like listening to songs that create a memory. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's, it, yeah, like it, things remind you of certain things. It's nice to to play them. Like I might listen to, um, like I watch a film, uh, and there'll be a song in it, and literally I will then just like listen to that film soundtrack. I love a good film soundtrack. I'd love to see. Uh, Hans Zimmer live that'd be sick um, and yeah like songs that I've heard it'll just be songs I've heard on the radio songs I've heard on TikTok i tell you what recently though what I found is um, SoundCloud so SoundCloud I haven't found it but like SoundCloud has so many of these um, DJs now that like remix absolute classics like they'll put two songs together right and you're like oh my god why is this not the original version this is sick Mm. Um, and I've found one and then obviously it then you know obviously once you follow one person it then recommends you etc and mate I've been finding some absolute bangers (laughs) honestly there's some talented people out there yeah, and there really it is. is. It is quite, and you're like, what? What made you think about that? Like, where did that come from? Oh. Like that you thought these two songs would go well together, and then you play it, and it's like Red Hot Chili Peppers. They call it verses, don't it? It's like Red Hot Chili Peppers versus Kanye West, and you're like, this is insane. Like, how do these two completely opposite songs make an absolute remix banger? that's like um there was a kid that was the year above me at school and like he's uh, not that i know today i I could be completely wrong and he 100 will not be listening to this podcast but like i'm pretty (laughs) sure he never ever has made his own songs but like he's just remixed all of the old classics i don't like you i mean you listen to so much music you must know him like uh zach samuel 
might have heard of him not but he does him. all of like he, like the Ibiza like he, you always uh, I've got hang on let me quickly because one of the I, I know you'll you'll know so many of his but can you hear that yeah yeah, yeah, so I know you know that that, song. yeah so that's him that's he's remixed it um, oh, okay. So he was in the year above me at school, and so random. I'm, I'm like, how, how? Like, you've literally made a career of just mixing. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's it's to be a, a like a an actual a DJ is is talented to be able to mix two songs. But I, I was just thinking, like, you've never actually made your own song. Like all of the songs that I can see here, that like he's got like ten that that song there. Has a hundred and fifty million downloads. Like one hundred and fifty million downloads. One hundred and fifty million downloads. It's got like all of these ones here, like ten million, twenty-seven million, five million. Like it's mad, isn't it? They're not his songs. Anyway, right, we digress from our actual episode today, which is a Q and A episode that we haven't done in time. Q and A, Q and A, Q and A. So what we're going to do is just rattle through these uh, questions because we do have quite a lot. Um, and go from there. You ready to get the ball rolling? Yeah, man. Hit me with it. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Cool. So the first one that was submitted was, if I uh, go to bed at nine, what's the latest time I should be eating? Uh, I'm assuming they mean from... Cause it, the, so it says, if I get into bed at nine, what's the latest time I should be, should be eating? Like... Oh, uh, right. Okay. I can't... So- yeah, sorry. Well, yes. No, yeah, I think I, I know what you say. So first off, there is no late, there is no time that you can't eat after because your body will store it as fat. I think that's such a common myth, isn't it? Like if you eat after 6 or 7 p.m., that's it. It gets turned into fat. The calories of that banana or the calories of that piece of toast, whatever it is that you eat late at night, does not change when it gets to a certain time in the evening. Um, that's first and foremost. Um, secondly, with regards to fat loss, it doesn't really matter what time. Arguably, like, if you eat close to bed, you're probably going to struggle with your sleep, which then might impact cravings and things the next day. Because if you eat right before bed, your body, one, is kind of goes to rest and digest. But if your body's trying to digest a massive heavy meal, as you know, when you've got, like, the meat sweats, things like that, your body goes, like, it, it burns energy through digestion, right? So your temperature goes up. That's why you get the meat sweats um, because it's obviously full of protein as well. So depending on what you eat before bed, you might then struggle to sleep because you're sitting with a heavy meal in your stomach. So it's uncomfortable, but also your body's going to digest. Well, you need your temperature to go down when you go to sleep. So it might not help that. So directly, it's not going to matter to your fat loss. You know, you could eat it literally one minute to nine. I've done it before, smashed the yogurt and gone straight to bed. It was fine. But you might also find that it can interrupt your sleep if it is a bigger meal. I would always say eat like and at one and a half to two hours before bed it will allow your body to start digesting it so you won't be uncomfortable um with regards to that as well you know there's some benefits to eating like what you eat before bed but i think we could get so many rabbit holes with that does that make sense i think that yeah kind of answers it. yeah no it's, yeah it's perfect like there's a hundred percent like there is there's no set time like from a fat loss standpoint um but yeah. like you said from maybe actually being able to get some good sleep and stuff like that like it may have may have some impact eating too late before you go to bed the yeah. second one that we have here is it's very very common this like this is 
probably one of the most common questions that we get asked or I hear people say that they're struggling with is getting more protein in their diet. Like they've read that they like for weight loss in like particular, it's good to be consuming uh, adequate amount of protein, but they struggle to get more protein in their diet. And this question is actually specifically for someone that says I'm a fussy eater and I only want, I only like to eat two meals a day. Hmm. So, I mean, if you only eat two meals a day, you only eat two meals a day. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're talking optimally, yeah, it's better to spread it out. But if you can't, then calories are going to be key with regards to your fat loss. Um, I would just try and get a good amount. You know, I just, if you're looking at it from a basic standpoint, if you're only having two meals a day, really, you're, you know, you're probably just going to look at 30 to 40 grams per that meal. You try and start trying to cram in like 60, 70 grams of protein. You're going to have to have a lot of the source of protein on you. Like, you know, to get in like 70 grams of chicken, you're probably going to have to have about 250 grams of chicken, which is a lot of chicken. Um, so first off, I wouldn't panic too much. I just try and get in like 30 to 40 grams. You get in 50 grams, great, but you don't want to kind of cause any digestive issues by trying to cram back like a shed tab and make yourself feel uncomfortable. Um, with regards to identifying like what protein source, it's just protein sources that you like. Um, you know, protein comes from meat, fish, dairy, um, other kind of like, uh, what's the word plant-based sources such as beans is it legumes i always say legumes legumes whatever the bloody hell you say it. um there's so many different variations what i would do is identify the protein sources that you like and then look at trying to implement them per meal uh if you're tracking your calories you can look to find out where the protein was coming from if you're unsure of what a protein source is for you or where you're kind of racking up the protein um does that make any? Does that make sense? Or am I just completely just like jabbled? Yeah, no. I, I was just gonna say like, just simple. I'm running off of lack of sleep here. Some of my stuff might be messed up. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's having uh, real sleeping issues, and mm. uh, no fault of anyone else's but his own. Um, <laughs> so basically, like, if you're eating two meals a day, like that's a decision that you're making as well. So each of us individually, we do need a certain amount of protein per day for like the 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 basic functions of like uh, like um the building blocks to our muscles like uh skin hair growth nails like those kind of things that we do need like a certain amount of protein so of course like there's an optimal amount where we would obviously be striving to get to but if you're only having two meals a day like ryan said like you can't really like push the boundaries too much and if you're not willing to budge on that at all then it is what it is but simple ways that you can probably get more protein in is by focusing on actually like having a whole rounded protein like um meal so like like you said you can get your i guess it's not technically veg but you could get like your your beans and pulses and stuff like that that are gonna only boost the protein you can also then have like your chicken and it's just simple things like if you're naturally just having like a chicken breast that is typically like um, like the Tesco packs or like the packs in supermarkets usually range from like 125 to 150 grams of protein like have a little bit more of that um, mm, yeah like all of these things are going to help you just add an extra amount of protein but what I would probably say is like you're saying you have two meals a day do you have any snacks between that like could you make one of your snacks like a protein shake like 
or a protein bar or something that is protein sourced and like before you think you're going to add nuts in like nuts isn't really going to help you out from a protein standpoint but that's one thing that does my head in when people yeah. are like what source of protein nuts and i'm like so on average most people want to probably get like between 20 to 40 grams of protein in per meal how, do you know how many calories you'd have to consume of nuts to get 20 grams of protein <laughs> Yeah, no one realizes it's like <coughs> people suggest like peanut butter. I'm like, peanut butter is not a source of protein, it's a source of fat. <coughs> Jesus. Like it has traces in it, but like don't see it as a source of 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 protein, basically. Yeah. Uh cool. Anyway. So the um next question is it's quite a long one. Next question um there's basically like it's, there's a long context to it but essentially it's just saying i'm really struggling with my cravings um how can i reduce them how can i reduce them so uh, and the, the the context in between this is has like nothing to it's it's literally just saying basically um i really struggle with cravings um like that's one of the main issues that I have from day to day. Like I work long hours. Um, and then when it gets to the evening, my cravings are really, really high. Is there any way that I can reduce them or how do I reduce them? That's essentially like the roundup of what it is. So there's, there's, lo there's loads of moving parts to this, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Like there could be, there's so many different reasons as to why you could be craving. So it's very hard to give specific inf Like this is where it's, it's always like, it depends because it depends why you're struggling with cravings in the first place. Um, as to then what you're going to suggest. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can give some general advice on why cravings can happen and what you can do. So for most of you, it's making sure that you have a good amount of protein, helps keep you satiated, a good amount of fiber. So making sure you include plenty of fruits and veggies. Um, volume food as well. So you have stretch receptors in your stomach, which is quite interesting when people realize this. So you've got stretch receptors in your stomach, right? So you eat food, your, your stomach stretches, and therefore it signals that you're getting full. So that's why volume foods that are low calories are really helpful. Things like salads, things like popcorn, things like strawberries that are like really low in calories, but you can have quite a big volume of them because then they obviously help with regards to association. But with that said, it depends as to why you're also craving. You know, it could be is you you're working long hours stuff. Is it because you're tired? So do you need to maybe look at optimizing your sleep, work on your sleep hygiene? Is it because of where you are in your cycle? Do you need to potentially just up your calories? Is it because you're restricting your foods? Like you got to look at what it is. If if it's a shift work and they're working long hours and they get cravings towards the end, okay, cool. Well, maybe you only have like a lot of people do this. Don't they? they have breakfast at home. They have that like, a little lunch with them at work and they work like twelve hours and they only eat once. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and well, I got one of my clients to this. I was like, okay, cool. Let's split your lunch up into two. I was like, literally split it into two different Tupperwares. And then they had one and they had an afternoon snack as well to tide them over before they got home. Game changer. Didn't add anything else. Just literally split the lunch up into two smaller portions. Had one at lunchtime and then had one later on. And it then eradicated the afternoon cravings, the flumping energy, and therefore allowed them to see themselves through until dinner. Mm. Yeah. The, th the thing is as well, it's like, if you're, let's say, if your sleep is completely impaired, like let's say you're you're so stressed with work and stuff like this like um and you're flat out all all day as well there isn't really any particular tactic that's going to really help you out with that other than getting more sleep yeah like 
that's that's really the main thing and it's it's going back to the analogy that ryan uses it's like putting sticky tape on a leaky tap like unless you actually fix the root cause of the issue which is your lack of sleep you're mm-hmm. you're always just going to be masking your hungers by like having like yes you can have more satiating foods like you can you can have more protein but at the end of the day you're still going to have cravings because the two yeah. main hormones are affected so there's we need a bit more context for that but i mean just simple tips that can help reduce cravings is again focus on protein have more like it's, it's the most satiating macronutrient out there maybe um like ryan was saying like uh, break your meals up into smaller portions um throughout the day that's going to actually help give you small um, doses of satiation um you can increase your sleep everyone can always increase their sleep make their sleep better it's better quality sleep should i really say uh that's gonna that's gonna have an effect as well and um the it was just the top of my head then what was the last thing that i wanted to say with the uh, cravings was oh that was it and was potentially like knowing your body and what i mean by that is obviously there's certain times in the month where women may potentially experience higher cravings due to their cycle so mm-hmm. understand that that may be a very normal process and adapt your nutrition accordingly around um around your own personal cycle yeah and that's what i think like a lot of it comes down to is it's like don't blanket it like a lot of the stuff is like you you have to be your own scientist and kind of try and identify right what is it that's going on why is it going on how can i manage it and there's sometimes there's there's i call it blanket stuff but there is there's, there's blanket stuff that you can do right you know like we said about obviously protein fiber and things like that but a lot of it can come down to lifestyle the job you have your stress levels things like that which is always going to be so individualistic you know, like one of my clients, I said, we split their Tupperware up in a half. Another one, we got them to take microwave meals because they didn't have time to prep, etc. So we took microwave meals so that if they do get hungry at work, they've got something so they didn't have to wait till they get home and then cook dinner and then struggle to then make a relatively better nutritional choice. So it's like there's no right or wrong. So don't think that just because someone else does something that it's going to work for you, I think is what I'm trying to say. Like understand that, you know, there isn't a one size fits all. Actually, there could be... A- a variety of different answers that will give you the result that you're seeking. Yep. 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 So the next one is actually a really, yep, yep, uh, yep. is a common question. I, I, do you know what? I don't hear it as much as I used to, um, but it was something definitely going back like five, 10 years ago, which I, was huge. It says, should I switch from, um, should I switch to wholemeal wheat, bread and pasta or does it make, or does it not really make much of a dis- difference? whole wheat bread like whole wheat bread like pasta like those kind of things so should i basically and it says at the bottom here so going brown rice instead of white rice i mean there's no there's no with regards to when it comes to fat loss there's no massive difference i think there's there's a difference in the digestibility rate isn't there because it's just higher fiber usually isn't it yeah, that's what I was going to say. So apart from the fibre, it's the casing that's been taken off of the brown rice, isn't it? So it's, no, hasn't been taken off of the brown rice, hence it's brown rice, which therefore then slows down the um, digestibility. The, for, when it comes down to fat loss, no. Like, choose whichever you like. Um, 
because adherence to your deficit is going to be the biggest underlying factor. That's my opinion. Hayden might say something slightly different. No, no, hundred percent right. Like at the end of the day, you can have the best nutrition plan in the world. You can like have the most optimal calories, but if you can't adhere to your plan, then waste of time. It is what it is. Um, it is what it is. I've had that in ages. <laughs> We've got loads Next of one. protein ones, which is mad. Yeah, loads of protein questions. Um, now I'll skip that one as well because that's another protein one. Um, is there any specific sup- supplements you think that I should be taking every day for fat loss? No. Let's, ex- let's extend that one as well. Like, is there <laughs> is there any supplements that you should be taking at all? Uh, you can, if you're eating a well balanced diet, you're pretty much should be covered, right? But if you want to have insurance, and I think like I probably could say that Hayden still does it as well as myself. So multivitamin can always give you a bit of insurance in regards to making sure you got the vitamins and minerals that you want. A good omega-3, um, because we don't tend to eat one piece of oily fish a week. I used to be quite good at it, but at the moment I've gone off salmon, so I have omega-3. Um, and vitamin D, because like 80% of the population are um, deficient in it. But those are the three. And then if you want one for performance, creatine. Because creatine is actually also for like brain gains as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, massive mm. cognitive that's the word um, I was looking for. Instead, I said support. brain gains. Yeah, massive uh, cognitive uh, function it has. That. It's got. It's actually like shown to be super beneficial across the board from not only like strength, weight loss, um, brain function. Well, there we go. Those are the ones. Yeah, cool. Um, PCOS as well. Is there anything you'd add in if it was specific to PCOS? Uh, oh god my memory's so bad uh, so inositol I would definitely take helps with the partitioning of nutrients uh, 4 grams isn't it 4 grams uh, 5 is like the safe dosage that it's been 5 grams shown. per day I was like, yeah, it, it, like 3 to 5 uh, and uh, man <laughs> I'm so scrambled uh, and it's typically uh, like yeah, like from from a PCOS standpoint, like really, like there is there's one more, isn't there? There's a there's a few that are going to be beneficial, but I'm not even going to name them because people okay, take I won't then. yeah, people take that as the cure or not the cure, take that to the solution to their weight loss problems for PCOS, but it isn't. Like the best things for PCOS is literally vitamin D because not only does it has it been yes. shown to help with weight loss, but it's more like depressive symptoms. It um, mm-hmm. alleviates. Uh, the other thing is. Uh, obviously a nose toll that you said there and potential magnesium but we'll we'll wrap that one up there um is there any fitness tracker that you recommend that i should be logging my food with my fitness pal is great i think a lot of people get confused because i say about my fitness pal a lot of people think that i'm like oh yeah don't use it but i'm like no no my fitness pal is great Right, you can use any of the other ones um, in regards to uh, what's it called? You can use my fitness power, you can do use there's life sum, nutri check, there's loads. Um, it doesn't really matter which one you use, like as long as you're accurate with it, it doesn't matter even if the actual app's inaccurate, as long as you're accurate with it, 
it'll do the job. The only thing I say about my fitness pal is obviously work out your calories outside of that, um, not inside of it, because it'll give you the same ones, basically. Yeah. And always, I suppose a quick tip is like, always scan where you can. And if you're entering it, be specific. Don't just put bag of crisps, put like Walker's ready salted. If you're having bread, like put the brand and the exact labeling of it, because using generic items can be very, very, very misleading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Is can you consume too much protein? There's like so many protein ones. Mm, no. Well, you probably can, but it's just, the average population will not ever get anywhere close. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's not like anything necessarily bad happens. I mean, you, yeah. there there is like in terms of like but it's like anything right if you have if you have uh, too much fiber so fiber brand is being really 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 good for you you have too much fiber you can really go through some issues as well yeah it's like that with everything isn't it it's just like a as with everything moderation is key you can overdo everything mm-hmm. cool we got two more questions here two more um like i said there was actually loads but they were all like similar protein ones so one here is what are some good ways to deal with boredom hunger like ever since i've obviously from ever since lockdown and me now not having to ever go back to the office and work from home i feel like a lot of my eating habits is related to boredom eating rather than actually being hungry so how do you overcome boredom eating essentially yeah yeah so one of the things i always say is just think and I know it sounds really fucking mind-blowing, right? And I did an email about this the other day. But as human beings, we're, we're very autonomous, right, as to what we do through life and every single day. So what we want to do is often is just take time, stop and think because we bored and eat and then we half the time don't realize we're bored and eating until we're like, oh, shit, I'm eating again. So what you want to do is basically just give yourself time to think. So a lot of it calls like surfer five, isn't it? There's so many differences like sit and think, surfer five, the Holt method. All of these different methods are basically just a way of getting you to increase the time between the trigger and the response. The trigger is you're bored, the response is you eat. What you want to do is put time between these two things, whether that's sit and think for five minutes. You're like, okay, it's 12 o'clock now whilst recording this podcast, I'm hungry. I'm going to sit for five minutes until five past 12. If I'm still hungry and I generally think it's physiological hunger because I haven't eaten, then I'm going to grab something. If actually I sit here and I'm like, oh, you know what, it's just bored. Okay, cool. What else could I do that's going to give me a much more beneficial outcome in regards to my goal-related choices? And that's where we go wrong is that we don't think about it. We just do it because it's habitual and it's just what we've always done. So sit for five, you know, if you, whenever it is, you feel hungry, sit, sit with it. Um, And that, another thing is like, obviously when you realize it's not physiological, it's kind of more like the psychological style hunger is like, do something instead to keep yourself busy you know me and Hayden always say this it's like when it's a really busy day or when I used to go meet and meet Hayden out of the office I eat like four meals a day and probably a snack or two when I'm used to go to the office with Hayden we had an office in Brighton before Hayden went traveling I literally would have breakfast and then I would maybe have lunch and then I would maybe have one meal in the evening I'd skip meals because purely I was just busy that then I didn't have my normal routine around me because you just don't think about it you can go longer without eating right so I always think of what can you do to uh maintain stimulation that isn't then food consumption if that makes sense yeah yeah so perfect um and then this list last one is n um 
So it's basically saying any advice around calorie consumption um, at the weekends when trying to lose body fat. And the other part to it is, it does can you still consume alcohol and lose weight? Mr. Hayden Ralph. <laughs> yeah, so the, you, you, absolutely, <laughs> you absolutely can uh, lose alcohol. Uh, you lose alcohol. You can absolutely lose weight and still drink alcohol. As always, like, the thing is you've got to understand is there is, and this may shock you, but there is no substance in the world that makes you fat. There's no food in the world. There's no drink in the world that makes you gain body fat. It's the mm-hmm. overconsumption of calories which makes us cause weight, uh, makes us gain weight. Now, what we know about alcohol is typically it's very calorie dense and holds very little nutritional value. So it doesn't satiate us at all. And it's very, very easy to overconsume. So we've all probably been there. We've had those nights where, you know, we've tanked like through five to six pints we've had some shots and all of that and that can easily build up to like two three thousand calories without even like feeling like um you've you've consumed any calories and that's not even to take into account like then the foods that you have on top of that because obviously alcohol knocks our intuitions and stuff like that so this is the thing that alcohol does to us does it make you gain body fat no can you still drink alcohol yes but again the the energy balance equation matters more than anything right so if you know you're going out on the weekend and you're going to be consuming a ton of calorie you're going to be consuming a ton of calories from alcohol then what you simply need to do is make room for that midweek and this is the analogy that i always use for people to get the, like to kind of understand and this is where if you're someone like myself who does drink alcohol at the weekend and um you're looking to have some sort of goal whether it be weight loss what you need to do is stop looking at your calories from a day-to-day perspective because what most people do is eat what they think their daily calories should be every single day for their deficit and then they just go to the weekend and just aimlessly booze and the amount of calories that they consume way like massively outweighs the deficit that they created for midweek which basically means they either then sit a maintenance or even surplus so what you need to do is now switch looking at your calories from like a daily standpoint to actually look at a weekly standpoint so let's say your calories is 2000 so that if your deficit for you was 2000 every single day that's 14,000 calories across the week so what you want to do now is start looking at your calories as like money, really. So imagine if I gave you £14,000 on Monday and I said, you can spend this however you like across the week. And you know at the weekend you're going to go and be like buying a car, you're like buying a handbag, whatever it may be. But you know it's going to cost you a lot of money. Well, you wouldn't then spend all of that £14,000 Monday to Friday to leave yourself nothing really for the weekend. What you would do is save the majority of that money midweek to then have a big surplus of cash spend at the weekend. And it's exactly the same with your calories. You just need to work out what does a typical weekend look like for you from a calorie standpoint. Like if it's like, and you're being completely honest with yourself, if your weekends typically add up to like 8,000 calories on Saturday and Sunday from alcohol and eating out and stuff like that. Well, you need to take that into account for the rest of the days, the rest of the five days, Monday to Friday. So the best way to do this is work out what your worst case scenario is. So let's use the 14,000 example, right? And let's say it's 14,000 calories 
for the whole week and you spend, let's say, okay, let's use the 8,000 example. It's quite extreme. But let's say you do consume 4,000 calories on a, on a Saturday and 4,000 calories on a um, Sunday. Well, what that means is you then have 6,000 calories left. You have 6,000 calories left to consume between Monday to Friday. So you have to divide that 6,000 calories by five days and that gives you 1,200 calories. So if your normal daily calorie deficit is 2,000 calories, but you're going to be consuming a surplus of calories on the weekend, well, what you need to then do is actually move your 2,000 calories every single day to 1,200 Monday to Friday to then have 4,000 on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the, the the problem is people never look at it like that. People never actually... Um, think of how it needs to be what they typically just do is like i said they consume 2000 monday to friday saturday and sunday comes and then they just go way over their calories which knocks them out of their deficit and puts them into a surplus and that's when people are like i don't get it i've been so good monday to friday like i've eaten in a calorie deficit like i've eaten healthy foods yeah. but then i'm just not seeing any results and it's like it's an energy balance equation that's like that's it. And for anyone that's sitting there, and I'm sorry if you're falling into this category, and it's like, I'm eating in deficit and I can't lose weight. It's because you have an energy balance equation. It's not that you're broken. It's not anything else. You literally simply have an energy balance equation. Error. Error. Yeah, because you said that, you're like, you simply have an energy balance. I was like, energy balance what? <laughs> you have an energy, an energy balance, balance equation. Error. error. Yeah, so it just means that somewhere that along the line, wherever it might be, something's not right somewhere and it's like people like yeah but you don't understand ryan i've got pcos or i've got menopause or i've got this that and the other and it's like that doesn't matter with regards to energy balance it always still rings true it just means your energy balance might be different to someone who didn't have that so like for the most of most people out there that say that i'm like well it it, even if you have pcos you might have a lower calorie needs which means again still you're still consuming too many calories for what your body needs with pcos it still comes down to you're still consuming too many calories yeah yeah exactly and it's really frustrating because people just sometimes like no it's not and i'm like okay yeah okay 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 well that's that's it mate um that's that's the questions yeah that's the questions through how long was that um uh, 41 minutes Ooh, there 41 we go. minutes like 10 minutes of us talking at the beginning though <laughs> yeah yeah at least at least but you know what that's what we're here for it's absolutely fine cool well i'm happy to wrap this up but don't know about you yeah ma'am yeah no it's good it was good to go through some kind of different things and obviously things that were a bit more obviously what we're hearing at the moment and what's kind of questions that are coming through as well yeah all right well uh let's wrap this up and i'll see you see you next week Yeah, man. See you in a bit, team. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.